What is a disciple of Jesus Christ? This is what we're going to talk about today from the Word of God. Hello and welcome to River Life. And today we're going to be looking at this question, what is a disciple of Jesus Christ? So we're going to begin by looking at the Word of God. So if you have a Bible today, I would like you to open your Bible to the book of Matthew in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to begin reading from verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. They were fishermen. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Straightway means immediately. So when Jesus came to them and called them, the Bible says they immediately left their nets. Why? Because it says in verse 18, they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. They were trying to catch fish. And so Jesus comes here and he calls them. So this is the very first point I would like to explain or um, help us to look at and think about, about being a disciple of Jesus. The first thing is Jesus comes. Jesus comes to them and he calls out to them. This is what needs to happen if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He comes to call you. And when he called them, he said to them, follow me. This is the next step in being a disciple of Jesus. We follow him. And it says, and he said, I will make you fishers of men. So this is the whole purpose of being a disciple, to know Jesus Christ personally, to follow him daily, to walk with him, talk with him, and to allow him to show us and to make us to be fishers of men. In other words, helping people to be saved. Now, the Bible says that Peter and Andrew, they uh, straightway left their nets and they followed him. So this is an important aspect. It means they left everything of their livelihood and they put him first in their lives. To be a disciple of Jesus, he has to be first. He cannot be number two. He cannot be number three. He cannot be, oh, when I have some extra time, then I will follow him. No, the Bible says here they straightway left their nets and followed him. So what does that mean for us today? Because maybe you have a job, you're going to school, um, different things are happening in your life. It just means that when Jesus comes to you as he is right now through the word of God, he comes to you, speaking to you, and calling you, loving you, wanting to save you, wanting to heal you, wanting you to follow him. He becomes first priority. He becomes first priority in your work life, in your family life, in your school life, and in every area of your life. Jesus becomes the Lord because he is Lord and Savior. And so they followed him. They followed him. And this is what it means to be a disciple, that you hear Jesus calling you, that you come to him, you put your trust and faith in him, and you follow him. And he will make you to be what you need to be. He will make you a fisher of men. 
because that's why Jesus himself came. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. I want you to go over to the book of Luke, chapter 19, uh, just for a moment, and I want you to notice a verse of Scripture. Uh, Luke, chapter 19, starting in verse 10. The Bible reads, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. This is why Jesus came. This is how he is making fishers of men. He came to seek. So what did he do with Simon, Peter, and Andrew? He came seeking them, and then he called them. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. So he came and first called Simon and Andrew to himself, and then he said, follow me. And then he says, I will make you fishers of men. So in this verse, Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. This is what he does, does for every single person. He comes to you. He calls you by name. He calls you and he says, come and follow me. And then Jesus will save you and he will change you and he will make you a fisher of men. He will give you a new heart, a new beginning, a new life. And you will be changed by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that you can be just like him. Jesus said in another uh, place of scripture, if you open your Bible to John and chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This is why Jesus came. He came that you and I can have life. So part of this work of being a disciple, learning from Jesus by having a personal relationship with him, walking with him, following him, and watching and seeing what he is saying and doing, he will make us uh, fishers of men and that he would give people an abundant life, a life that is full and abundant. The world cannot give you this kind of life because it comes from God. The world can give you all the treasures and all the things that this world has. That's what Satan would want to try to deceive you and say, oh, this is more than enough. I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. But that's not true because one day you and I will die and where we go is very, very important. And God wants us to go to heaven, not go to hell. God wants us to be saved, and he comes to seek and to save that which is lost. And if we do not know Jesus personally, then we are lost. We're in darkness, we're in sin, and we're separated from God. But God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to take our punishment, because we have all broken God's laws. We've all done things that have uh, been against God. For example, lying or cheating, adultery, and many other things like that. People have done that all through history because we are all sinners. And if we even break one commandment of God, the Bible says we're guilty of all the Bible, breaking all of God's word. And the good news is that God loves us. So he sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin, to die on the cross, and he said on the cross, it is finished. The full payment has been made. And now you can be forgiven of your sin. He died. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose again alive. 
He triumphed over sin and death and hell and the grave, and he made himself known. He revealed himself to his friends, many of them, after his resurrection. The Bible says even 500 people at the same time saw him alive. And for a period of 40 days, he appeared to his disciples, teaching them things regarding the kingdom of God before he went back to heaven. And on that day, he lifted his hands and he blessed them, and then he ascended up into a cloud into heaven while everyone was watching. Amazing. But then two angels appeared and said, Why are you staring up into heaven? This same Jesus who has departed from you is going to come back in the same manner as he left. So Jesus is coming back again. And in the meantime, Jesus said he was going to send the power of the promise of God, and that is the Holy Spirit. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to receive power. And that power is going to enable you to be a witness unto Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so here we see Jesus said uh, that he has come that people may have life and have it more abundantly. Also in chapter 14 of John, verse 12, it also says these, uh, these words here, John chapter 14 and verse 12. The Bible says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that believes on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. So in other words, Jesus is saying, As a disciple, you're going to do the same things that I have done. And in Acts chapter 10, if you have your Bible, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we can get a glimpse of what Jesus did. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is what Jesus came to do. Jesus is our source of everything, and he has demonstrated and shows us in his word exactly how he was able to fish for people, to save them, to catch them, to save them and heal them and give them a new life. The Bible says God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power, and Jesus said the same thing to his disciples. He said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit and power. And then the Bible says, who went about doing good. And that's what that we as disciples do. We follow Jesus. We go out and we do good to others. We bless them. We teach them and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And the Bible also says, and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. And this is what a disciple does. Those who believe in Jesus Christ will do the same works. They will cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues, and they will lay hands on the sick, and they, the people will recover from their illness or disease, whatever it may be. Why? It says here, for God was with Jesus, and in the same way God will, is with his disciples, if you're a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is what it means to be a disciple. We follow Jesus, we live like Jesus, we talk like Jesus, we have a personal relationship with God through Jesus. This is the amazing life that we are meant to live. We are not meant just to go to a building every Sunday and sit there and to sing a few songs and hear a message and go home 
and then live our life our way. No, when we gather together, when the disciples gather together, Jesus says, if two or three come together in my name, I am there. So when we gather together, Jesus is present with us. And we worship, yes, and we sing, yes, and we learn from the Word of God, and we allow the Holy Spirit to change us, to strengthen us, to renew us, so that we can go out into the world and shine brightly and do the works of Jesus by making other disciples. Let's go quickly to Mark chapter 16, and let's look at verse, starting in verse uh, 15. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, the Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, good news, to every creature, to every person. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned or condemned. So those who hear the gospel and believe, and they commit their life to Christ, they will be baptized. That person shall be saved. But the person that doesn't believe, well, they're not going to get baptized and they're not going to be saved. They're going to be condemned if they don't repent and believe. This is what it says here. And then it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's speaking in other tongues by the Holy Spirit. That still happens today. Devils are still being cast out of people today. I have seen it. I have experienced it. And um, this, this is the truth of God's word. He doesn't change. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he is the same, and then the Holy Spirit is the same, God is the same, then the church is to be the same as Jesus. Verse 18, they shall take up serpents, meaning have authority over demonic powers, and even in the physical if, a, if they were bitten by a serpent or a snake or something, God can protect. In other words, they will have divine protection. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Hallelujah. Protection from God. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So this is what Jesus said is going to happen with his followers, his believers, those who are disciples of Jesus. Verse 19 says, Then after that, the Lord... After he had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. That's the place of authority, at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, that, uh, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. So we follow Jesus and signs follow us. And people will see and hear and know that God Almighty is the true and the living God, that Jesus Christ is truly the Savior of the world. And one other portion of Scripture I want to show you, when Jesus rose from the grave and spoke to his disciples, being alive, he said these words in Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In other words, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the Son and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus says we are to go as his disciples, go and make more disciples. We go and we preach the gospel. We baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we teach them to observe and to keep all the things that Jesus has commanded the first disciples 
and the disciples even up until today. The same message. And then Jesus says these wonderful words, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. All throughout your entire life, Jesus will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never give up on you. And so this is what uh, it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we see that very first part coming back again to Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, uh, 18 and 19. And Jesus uh, was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brethren, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. And that is a wonderful picture of what the gospel is. This message is a net. And this net is being cast into the sea, the sea of the world. For they were fishers. And that's what you and I, who believe in Christ, this is what we are. We are fishers. We are called to be fishers of men. And then Jesus said, follow me. We have to make that choice every single day to follow Jesus. How do I follow Jesus? Number one, we have to be born again. The Bible says we must be born again or we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. We must be born again. And this is why Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to die on the cross, to be buried and to rise again on the third day and that he would give people eternal life to those who repent and believe in him. This is God's plan to save mankind. And he said, follow me. You can't follow someone who is dead. You follow someone who is alive. And so Jesus is alive. It's not just his teachings, but it's the Holy Spirit who lives inside the believer who has received Christ. They follow him. We do this by reading the word of God and by prayer and talking to the Lord in fellowship with him. And we follow him and he teaches us and makes us to be fishers of men, to be disciples of Jesus Christ. The Bible says they straightway left their nets and followed him. It means that the things of this world no longer became the most important thing in their life. Yes, we go to work, we go to an office, we go to school, um, and or maybe we're retired. But whatever situation we are in our life, Jesus comes to you right now and he says, Come and follow me and I will make you to be fishers of men. God wants to work in and through his church so mightily in these last days. You know, we're living at a time where it's the world is shaking with all the political and international troubles, with the sicknesses and diseases and the pestilences. So many things are happening. But we can walk and live with God in peace and love and joy and healing and deliverance. Hallelujah. This is God's plan for the disciple of Jesus. Yes, there could also be troubles and persecution and trials and temptations. Yes, but the Bible says he will deliver us out of them all. Praise God. This is God's plan for you and to give you eternal life. So my question today is, are you a disciple of Jesus? If you are not, right now I want to say unto you, God so loved you that he sent his son Jesus Christ to this earth to seek you out, to find you, to let you know he came to die on the cross for your sins against God. He paid the price that you can be free. If you will repent and put your faith in him, God will not only forgive you of all your sins and not only cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And if you will repent and put your faith wholly and completely in Jesus 
and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says God's Spirit will come into you and give you a brand new heart. He'll take away your hard heart. He'll take away your past, give you a new beginning and a new future with him. Your name will be written in heaven, and you will go to be with the Lord someday when you leave this earth. You can know for assurance because he says, I will give them eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have present tense, eternal life. So the moment that you accept Christ, you will have eternal life. That is wonderful. So how do you receive it? You can call upon the name of the Lord right now. You can you can say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, but today I repent. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you are buried. And I believe and I confess that you are raised from the dead on the third day. I believe you're the Lord and Savior. And today I repent of my sins and I put my faith in you. I ask you to save me and keep me and fill me with the Holy Spirit of God and lead me all the days of my life. I will follow you. I choose this day to put my trust in you and follow you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for saving me now. In Jesus' name, I will get baptized in water and I will get baptized in the Holy Spirit and power and be your witness and disciple in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so if you pray sincerely from your heart because you believe it in your heart, sincerely, <laughs> you will be saved. God will redeem you and save you and fill you with the Spirit. You will become a child of God and you will become a disciple of Jesus and Jesus will say now follow me and I'll make you fishers of men I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast today this teaching of the word of God what is a disciple of Jesus and so we read a few scriptures and of course if you read the entire New Testament you will see what a disciple of Jesus Christ is you know the Old Testament was prophesying it was like a shadow of the reality. And the Old Testament was prophesying that the coming Messiah, Jesus, was going to come and do all the things that we have just discussed today. And that uh, the New Testament is the revelation of that fact. Jesus did come. Jesus did die. He did uh, uh, rise from the, uh, the grave alive. And he's alive today today. And he's in heaven at the right hand of God, having all authority and power. And he sent the Holy Spirit upon his people, his church, so they could be filled with the Holy Ghost and go about and make disciples of all nations. This is uh, why you will see the word disciple mentioned many, many, many times throughout the New Testament. But the word Christian is only mentioned two or possibly three times in the entire Bible. And so it's important that you also read not only the Gospels, Read the historical book of the book of Acts and look at how the early church lived their life as disciples of Jesus. The letters after that are written to the disciples to teach them how to live the Christian life and, and with various other teachings. <clears throat> but the book of Acts shows exactly how they lived. And this is how we are to live as well. We are to live with God, walk with God, talk with God, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, Spirit, and to be a blessing to those around us, to give them hope, to give them the good news so they can repent and believe and be saved. We are to seek and to save that which is lost, just as Jesus did. Amen. And so God bless you. God be with you. And I pray that you will have a glorious day as you get closer to God and walk with him, and that you will be a great uh, follower and disciple of Jesus Christ 
to the glory of God because he is coming back soon. And this world needs Jesus. There is no government. There is no man-made solution to all the problems and all the ills that man is facing right now. There is only one answer and one solution, and that is a personal encounter and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ who comes to change us and to make us into his image so that we can be children of God forever with him. Heaven is going to be an amazing, awesome place. This world, as beautiful as as it is, uh, has been tarnished by sin. This is why all these things are happening in the world. But the Bible says Jesus is coming back. He's going to set up his kingdom and that he is going to create a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells forever and ever. So praise God, we have a glorious future and eternity in that kind of place with Jesus and with those who have known him. So I pray that you will accept him, believe in him, receive him, and follow him with all your heart. God loves you so much, so intensely, and he showed it through his son Jesus. So come to him now, receive him now, and be saved, and you too will become a follower of Jesus Christ and his disciple. Amen. Hello and welcome to River Life, and today we're going to be looking at this question, what is a disciple of Jesus Christ? So we're going to begin by looking at the Word of God. So if you have a Bible today, I would like you to open your Bible to the book of Matthew in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading from verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. They were fishermen. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Straightway means immediately. So when Jesus came to them and called them, the Bible says they immediately left their nets. Why? Because it says in verse 18, they were casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. They were trying to catch fish. And so Jesus comes here and he calls them. So this is the very first point I would like to explain or um, help us to look at and think about, about being a disciple of Jesus. The first thing is Jesus comes. Jesus comes to them and he calls out to them. This is what needs to happen if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He comes to call you. And when he called them, he said to them, follow me. This is the next step in being a disciple of Jesus. We follow him. And it says, and he said, I will make you fishers of men. So this is the whole purpose of being a disciple, to know Jesus Christ personally, to follow him daily, to walk with him, talk with him, and to allow him to show us and to make us to be fishers of men. In other words, helping people to be saved. Now, the Bible says that Peter and Andrew, they uh, straightway left their nets and they followed him. So this is an important aspect. It means they left everything of their livelihood and they put him first in their lives. To be a disciple of Jesus, 
He has to be first. He cannot be number two. He cannot be number three. He cannot be, oh, when I have some extra time, then I will follow him. No, the Bible says here they straightway left their nets and followed him. So what does that mean for us today? Because maybe you have a job, you're going to school, um, different things are happening in your life. It just means that when Jesus comes to you as he is right now through the word of God, he comes to you, speaking to you, and calling you, loving you, wanting to save you, wanting to heal you, wanting you to follow him. He becomes first priority. He becomes first priority in your work life, in your family life, in your school life, and in every area of your life. Jesus becomes the Lord because he is Lord and Savior. And so they followed him. They followed him. And this is what it means to be a disciple, that you hear Jesus calling you, that you come to him, you put your trust and faith in him, and you follow him. And he will make you to be what you need to be. He will make you a fisher of men. Because that's why Jesus himself came. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. I want you to go over to the book of Luke, chapter 19, uh, just for a moment. And I want you to notice a verse of scripture. Uh, Luke, chapter 19, starting in verse 10. The Bible reads, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. This is why Jesus came. This is how he is making fishers of men. He came to seek. So what did he do with Simon, Peter, and Andrew? He came seeking them. And then he called them. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. So he came and first called Simon and Andrew to himself. And then he said, follow me. And then he says, I will make you fishers of men. So in this verse, Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. This is what he does, does for every single person. He comes to you. He calls you by name. He calls you and he says, come and follow me. And then Jesus will save you and he will change you and he will make you a fisher of men. He will give you a new heart, a new beginning, a new life, and you will be changed by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that you can be just like him. Jesus said in another uh, place of scripture, if you open your Bible to John and chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This is why Jesus came. He came that you and I can have life. So part of this work of being a disciple, learning from Jesus by having a personal relationship with him, walking with him, following him, and watching and seeing what he is saying and doing, he will make us uh, fishers of men and that he would give people an abundant life, a life that is full and abundant. The world cannot give you this kind of life because it comes from God. The world can give you all the treasures and all the things that this world has. That's what Satan would want to try to deceive you and say, 
oh, this is more than enough. I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. But that's not true. Because one day you and I will die. And where we go is very, very important. And God wants us to go to heaven, not go to hell. God wants us to be saved. And he comes to seek and to save that which is lost. And if we do not know Jesus personally, then we are lost. We're in darkness, we're in sin, and we're separated from God. But God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to take our punishment, because we have all broken God's laws. We've all done things that have uh, been against God. For example, lying or cheating, adultery, and many other things like that. People have done that all through history because we are all sinners. And if we even break one commandment of God, the Bible says we're guilty of all the Bible, breaking all of God's word. And the good news is that God loves us. So he sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin, to die on the cross. And he said on the cross, it is finished. The full payment has been made. And now you can be forgiven of your sin. He died. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose again alive. He triumphed over sin and death and hell and the grave. And he made himself known. He revealed himself to his friends, many of them, after his resurrection. The Bible says even 500 people at the same time saw him alive. And for a period of 40 days, he appeared to his disciples, teaching them things regarding the kingdom of God before he went back to heaven. And on that day, he lifted his hands and he blessed them. And then he ascended up into a cloud into heaven while everyone was watching. Amazing. But then two angels appeared and said, Why are you staring up into heaven? This same Jesus who has departed from you is going to come back in the same manner as he left. So Jesus is coming back again. And in the meantime, Jesus said he was going to send the power of the promise of God. And that is the Holy Spirit. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to receive power. And that power is going to enable you to be a witness unto Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so here we see Jesus said uh, that he has come that people may have life and have it more abundantly. Also in chapter 14 of John, verse 12, it also says these, uh, these words here, John chapter 14 and verse 12. The Bible says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that believes on me the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So in other words, Jesus is saying, As a disciple, you're going to do the same things that I have done. And in Acts chapter 10, if you have your Bible, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we can get a glimpse of what Jesus did. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is what Jesus came to do. Jesus is our source of everything. And he has demonstrated and shows us in his word exactly how he was able to fish for people, to save them, to catch them, to save them and heal them and give them a new life. The Bible says God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
And Jesus said the same thing to his disciples. He said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit and power. And then the Bible says, who went about doing good. And that's what that we as disciples do. We follow Jesus. We go out and we do good to others. We bless them. We teach them and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And the Bible also says, and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. And this is what a disciple does. Those who believe in Jesus Christ will do the same works. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. And they will lay hands on the sick. And they, the people will recover from their illness or disease, whatever it may be. Why? It says here, for God was with Jesus. And in the same way, God will, is with his disciples. If you're a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is what it means to be a disciple. We follow Jesus. We live like Jesus. We talk like Jesus. We have a personal relationship with God through Jesus. This is the amazing life that we are meant to live. We are not meant just to go to a building every Sunday and sit there and to sing a few songs and hear a message and go home and then live our life our way. No, when we gather together, when the disciples gather together, Jesus says, if two or three come together in my name, I am there. So when we gather together, Jesus is present with us. And we worship, yes, and we sing, yes, and we learn from the Word of God, and we allow the Holy Spirit to change us, to strengthen us, to renew us, so that we can go out into the world and shine brightly and do the works of Jesus by making other disciples. Let's go quickly to Mark chapter 16, and let's look at verse, starting in verse uh, 15. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, the Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, good news, to every creature, to every person. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned or condemned. So those who hear the gospel and believe and they commit their life to Christ, they will be baptized. That person shall be saved. But the person that doesn't believe, well, they're not going to get baptized and they're not going to be saved. They're going to be condemned if they don't repent and believe. This is what it says here. And then it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's speaking in other tongues by the Holy Spirit. That still happens today. Devils are still being cast out of people today. I have seen it. I have experienced it. And um, this, this is the truth of God's word. He doesn't change. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he is the same, and then the Holy Spirit is the same, God is the same, then the church is to be the same as Jesus. Verse 18, they shall take up serpents, meaning have authority over demonic powers, and even in the physical if, a, if they were bitten by a serpent or a snake or something, God can protect. In other words, they will have divine protection. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Hallelujah. Protection from God. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So this is what Jesus said is going to happen with his followers, his believers, those who are disciples of Jesus. Verse 19 says, Then after that, the Lord... After he had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. That's the place of authority at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere that 
uh, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. So we follow Jesus and signs follow us. And people will see and hear and know that God Almighty is the true and the living God, that Jesus Christ is truly the Savior of the world. And one other portion of scripture I want to show you, when Jesus rose from the grave and spoke to his disciples being alive, he said these words in Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In other words, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the Son and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus says we are to go as his disciples, go and make more disciples. We go and we preach the gospel. We baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we teach them to observe and to keep all the things that Jesus has commanded the first disciples and the disciples even up until today. The same message. And then Jesus says these wonderful words, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. All throughout your entire life, Jesus will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never give up on you. And so this is what uh, it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we see that very first part coming back again to Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, uh, 18 and 19. And Jesus uh, was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brethren, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. And that is a wonderful picture of what the gospel is. This message is a net. And this net is being cast into the sea, the sea of the world. For they were fishers. And that's what you and I, who believe in Christ, this is what we are. We are fishers. We are called to be fishers of men. And then Jesus said, follow me. We have to make that choice every single day to follow Jesus. We, how do I follow Jesus? Number one, we have to be born again. The Bible says we must be born again or we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. We must be born again. And this is why Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to die on the cross, to be buried and to rise again on the third day and that he would give people eternal life to those who repent and believe in him. This is God's plan to save mankind. And <clears throat> he said, follow me. You can't follow someone who is dead. You follow someone who is alive. And so Jesus is alive. It's not just his teachings, but it's the Holy Spirit who lives inside the believer who has received Christ. They follow him. We do this by reading the word of God and by prayer and talking to the Lord in fellowship with him. And we follow him. And he teaches us and makes us to be fishers of men, to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says they straightway left their nets and followed him. It means that the things of this world no longer became the most important thing in their life. Yes, we go to work, we go to an office, we go to school, um, and or maybe we're retired. But whatever situation we are in our life, Jesus comes to you right now and he says, come and follow me and I will make you to be fishers of men. God wants to work in and through his church so mightily in these last days. 
you know, we're living at a time where it's, the world is shaking with all the political and international troubles, with the sicknesses and diseases and the pestilences. So many things are happening. But we can walk and live with God in peace and love and joy and healing and deliverance. Hallelujah. This is God's plan for the disciple of Jesus. Yes, there could also be troubles and persecution and trials and temptations. Yes, but the Bible says he will deliver us out of them all. Praise God. This is God's plan for you and to give you eternal life. So my question today is, are you a disciple of Jesus? If you are not, right now I want to say unto you, God so loved you that he sent his son Jesus Christ to this earth to seek you out, to find you, to let you know he came to die on the cross for your sins against God. He paid the price that you can be free. If you will be, repent and put your faith in him, God will not only forgive you of all your sins and not only cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And if you will repent and put your faith wholly and completely in Jesus and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says God's spirit will come into you and give you a brand new heart. He'll take away your hard heart. He'll take away your past give you a new beginning and a new future with him. Your name will be written in heaven and you will go to be with the Lord someday when you leave this earth. You can know for assurance because he says, I will give them eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have, present tense, eternal life. So the moment that you accept Christ, you will have eternal life. That is wonderful. So how do you receive it? You can call upon the name of the Lord right now. You can, you can say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, but today I repent. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you are buried. And I believe and I confess that you are raised from the dead on the third day. I believe you're the Lord and Savior. And today I repent of my sins and I put my faith in you. I ask you to save me and keep me and fill me with the Holy Spirit of God and lead me all the days of my life. I will follow you. I choose this day to put my trust in you and follow you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for saving me now. In Jesus' name, I will get baptized in water and I will get baptized in the Holy Spirit and power and be your witness and disciple in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so if you pray sincerely from your heart because you believe it in your heart, sincerely, <laughs> you will be saved. God will redeem you and save you and fill you with the Spirit. You will become a child of God and you will become a disciple of Jesus and Jesus will say now follow me and I'll make you fishers of men I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast today this teaching of the word of God what is a disciple of Jesus and so we read a few scriptures and of course if you read the entire New Testament you will see what a disciple of Jesus Christ is you know, the Old Testament was prophesying. It was like a shadow of the reality. And the Old Testament was prophesying that the coming Messiah, Jesus, was going to come and do all the things that we have just discussed today. And that uh, the New Testament is the revelation of that fact. Jesus did come. Jesus did die. He did uh, uh, rise from the, uh, the grave alive. And he's alive today today 
and he's in heaven at the right hand of God, having all authority and power, and he sent the Holy Spirit upon his people, his church, so they could be filled with the Holy Ghost and go about and make disciples of all nations. This is uh, why you will see the word disciple mentioned many, many, many times throughout the New Testament. But the word Christian is only mentioned two or possibly three times in the entire Bible. And so it's important that you also read not only the Gospels, read the historical book of the book of Acts and look at how the early church lived their life as disciples of Jesus. The letters after that are written to the disciples to teach them how to live the Christian life and and with various other teachings. But the book of Acts shows exactly how they lived. And this is how we are to live as well. We are to live with God, walk with God, talk with God, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to be a blessing to those around us, to give them hope, to give them the good news so they can repent and believe and be saved. We are to seek and to save that which is lost, just as Jesus did. Amen. And so God bless you. God be with you. And I pray that you will have a glorious day as you get closer to God and walk with him and that you will be a great uh, follower and disciple of Jesus Christ to the glory of God because he is coming back soon. And this world needs Jesus. There is no government. There is no man-made solution to all the problems and all the ills that man is facing right now. There is only one answer and one solution, and that is a personal encounter and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ who comes to change us and to make us into his image so that we can be children of God forever with him. Heaven is going to be an amazing, awesome place. This world, as beautiful as as it is, uh, has been tarnished by sin. This is why all these things are happening in the world. But the Bible says Jesus is coming back. He's going to set up his kingdom and that he is going to create a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells forever and ever. So praise God, we have a glorious future and eternity in that kind of place with Jesus and with those who have known him. So I pray that you will accept him, believe in him, receive him, and follow him with all your heart. God loves you so much, so intensely, and he showed it through his son Jesus. So come to him now, receive him now, and be saved, and you too will become a follower of Jesus Christ and his disciple. Amen.